0: Aaron, what's going on, man?
1: Joey, what's happening?
0: It's been long overdue. It's been long overdue uh, really to talk has. with you.
1: It it really has, and thanks for being patient.
0: Uh, well, you know, I'm not a patient guy, and, and I don't I don't say that very often. So um, I'm I'm glad we made it here. I guess is really what we can really
1: chalk this up to. Amen, and it's Friday, so you know TGIF. So
0: you know, I I think what? of what I don't know why, but it just the first time we ever met, it just sticks out to me for whatever reason. And it's it's a very magical moment for me. Uh, I think we were both about to hop on a treadmill in Cleveland at um, Elevate 18. And, right. uh, and we said, hey, what's up? And Aaron, we, we, we had this nice little moment. I think we jogged a little bit together, did we not?
1: We did. It was a really fine moment between yeah. us.
0: It was, Um, and um, and we've been infatuated with each other ever since. And it's taken us this long to document that infatuation, so I'm looking forward to it. So this is really what was going to happen. So I mean, just catch me up, Aaron. What is going on in your world of insurance right now?
1: Yeah, so a lot, a lot. Um, So I was a captive agent um, when I met you for 23 years and had some success there. Um, But about six years ago. I started a little niche and um, it started to grow. And unfortunately, the captive um, was not so keen on that. They thought there was a little bit of a conflict. And so without rocking the boat, I still thought it was a good idea. I brought in a partner and asked um, my partner if she would be interested. And she, she was. And she said, well, let's give this thing a whirl. And 5 years later, and thousands of policies later, we um, uh, we had created a, uh, basically a flood insurance agency. I know it's kind of popular right now. But at the time, I don't think there were a lot of people doing it. And, um, and then more recently, uh, I left. I resigned from the captive at the same time that my partner was looking to exit to retire. And so now I am an independent agent, and now I'm running full-time um, What we call California flood insurance. And in the state of California, of course, and in other states, it's statewide flood insurance. Um, so that's that's the major part. And then I think about two years ago, we had decided to, uh, instead of sort of being whole, the wholesale side, we decided, why not call Lloyd's? Let's do this direct. And um, man, it was, it was a pretty arduous task, I will say but I learned a lot and we now have a contract with Lloyd's of London and we are actually writing our own private flood policy. Um, so that's, that's kind of the major points. Um, I think,
0: I'm I'm glad glad you came to your senses Aaron. to be honest, it's welcome to the independent side. How's it feel? Long overdue. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. Happy to have you. So I was—I I can never remember this number exactly, but I just—I wanted—I think this sets context for most of the conversation. What's your advertising, whether it's Google or Facebook? I'm, I'm pretty sure you're you're primarily Google ads. What's the what's the monthly uh, Google ads budget for the agency?
1: Yeah, that's that's a tough one, isn't it? Um, so we are um, generally a little over twenty thousand a month in paper uh, pay per click uh, ad spend.
0: And it's working for you though, right? But you're like making money because you wouldn't be spending 20,000 every month if it wasn't bringing a return, right?
1: Um. Yeah, that's, well, <laughs> that is a, a difficult business model and not one that um, uh, we look at and we know that it's not totally sustainable. I guess that's probably why a lot of people don't, they, they jump in the market and they realize that, holy cow, how are you going to make any money doing it this way? Yeah. Um, thank God, I guess we got in a little bit on the earlier side. Um and now we're using trying to use technology and automation and all the things that you teach us every day uh, so that we don't have to spend that kind of money um,
0: well you know i well, i think what i like about this regardless of you know where it's at and, and and like you said like that's that's long been part of our conversation that we've had is you know you're like yeah i don't i don't necessarily want it to be that high forever but what it speaks to is your ability to commit to something that you see potential in and 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 allow it to leverage itself to the next thing right um, and most agencies barely spend 20,000 a year, you know, on anything. Um, and so that's, I think that's fascinating to me is it where you, you know, you saw something that, Hey, this is an opportunity I'm going to invest in it and, and it's going to get you to the next thing. And there's just so much, um, inactivity around a lot of that stuff that uh, I find
1: frustrating sometimes. Yeah. Well, Listen, I mean, I listen to your um, podcast all the time, and um, certainly, you know, I look at our business and I and I listen to a lot of businesses out there, and there's a lot of uh, really smart people. I mean, crazy smart agents that are seems like a big thing right now is the some of these online platforms to get leads from uh, Facebook or, or things like that, and and there's a lot of agents running around talking to mortgage uh, mortgage people and real estate agents, etc. And I did that. I mean, I, I played that game, you know, early in my career, um, and it's still viable. And um, if I had time, I wish I could do it uh, now. But, I mean, we we generate a lot of activity. It's taken a lot of time and energy, but we generate uh, a hell of a lot of activity. And um, and so, it's sort of like if it's not broken, you know, I mean, we have some old websites. I, I, I look at our website sometimes, and I say, I, I don't even know if I would fill out a form on our website. <laughs> It's, it's so archaic, but, but I'm afraid to, I'm afraid to change it and break it because things have been going pretty well.
0: You know, there's a lot to be said about that. And, uh, you know, a good friend of the show, he's been at Elevate Billy Williams, you know, I've always given him a hard time, you know, it's like, dude, like what's, you know, and everybody kind of mentions like, like why, like, you know, your website is, is a little, you know, it's, I mean, it's a little, um, challenged as far as the appearance goes sometimes, but he's like, yo, listen, it works you know, people convert on the forms. And I think that's what you said is like, sometimes we overthink what it needs to be and instead just realize that, uh, could it work better? I don't know, you know, maybe, but you know, if you're at, you know, 15 to 20% conversion rate, you're doing pretty good, right? There's not a whole lot. There's not a, there's not much higher ceiling in that regards. Um, you know, maybe get to 25, 30 is like outrageous, you know? So, I mean, if it's working, why, like you said, why screw with it?
1: Absolutely. I think there's two sides. Um, I mean, one is uh, most agents. I assume listening, or there's a reason why I listen is people are trying to find how to get more business. Right? It's yeah. if everyone wants more leads, more leads, more leads. How do we find more people? That's one part, and then the other part seems to be um, the latest stuff is automation. And and I can tell you, I mean, there's some incredibly smart people out there, and we're finally. I mean, if someone came in right now and looked at some of our stuff, if you will, they they would probably just like. <laughs> they'd be like their mind would be blown sadly because they'd say how have you possibly managed to grow this business with very little processes i mean you know we hear this all the time processes and and i listen over and over and over to yours and other podcasts and and sadly our our processes john taught sally sally taught <laughs> yeah. you know i mean it's it's pretty archaic but But I think the one thing is you've got to bring in the business. If you can bring in the business, then you can afford to figure out how to set up processes of automation. I
0: was going to say, doesn't that just validate the viability of everything that, you know, it's been successful in some degree in spite of that? And then, you know, that's only just leaving, you know, more room in the tank.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think first, I was definitely one of those shiny object syndrome people. I still am to some extent. Mm -hmm. I mean, that new came out, I had to have it. Um I I guess maybe I'm gonna show my age, but you know, years ago, at least from the captive side, I, in my in my little world, I was one of the first, I'll say, that had multiple monitors and and scanners and these things. And there at that time, people were like, Whoa, that's pretty cool, man. And you know, at some point in the last couple of years, that that automation truck ran straight over me and like Tooted this horn and I woke up and said, "Oh my God, you know it's way ahead." But but I don't know. We try. We don't try and beat ourselves up too much. And just try and learn more. And yeah. you know we're in the process now. If we've finally changed some forms to a cognito forms, so we can start doing some some automation. And sadly, if these agency mem systems. We'll finally wake up and open them up, to, so we can do. We can, we have so much more we can do, which actually would help them too. But that's kind of another conversation. I bet
0: it is certainly another conversation. And I think it's coming. I do think it's coming. But um, I want to ask, what was? I mean, what what shiny object really got the best of you that that you're like, all right, this that's enough. What's the kind of you wake up in a dumpster on the side of a road after a night that you can't remember, sort of thing? Like, what was that shiny object yeah. that maybe just made you kind of feel like, man, this is rock bottom.
1: Oh, man. Probably, geez, I don't know, there's so so many failures on that end. Um, probably just, you know, well, early in the days, it was, let's just get the latest, greatest, if it were Outlook, or I don't know, you know, Office, even that used to excite me. And yeah. you plug it in, and then all of a sudden, you know, email doesn't work because there's some bug thing. Or um, I was always kind of first in line if that makes sense, you know, how to get the first, first thing to get ahead of the curve. And now you realize, ah, why don't you wait, let things settle down a little bit and, um, let the bugs get, the kinks
0: get worked out. Um, but there's probably plenty. What, uh, now on the flip side of that, what, what's, what's the most effective thing you've done to kind of simplify things lately? Like what has really helped or, you know, what have you, what have you just said? Like, I really, this, I've, I've started focusing on this and it's made everything way more uh, sane for me.
1: Yeah, well, I'll I'll talk about the Lloyd's part because I think maybe people might it's a little mystifying or people you know it's kind of like that gray cloud and what's really Lloyd's, but but a part of getting a program and this was all that was kind of new and exciting. Um, amazingly, I think people assume that well, if you're going to work with Lloyd's or you're going to get your own program, that you're going to have to have you know tons of money and and all these things set up, and, and the reality is. We literally set this up with rating on a Excel spreadsheet. Um, we found a guy who's like crazy smart on spreadsheets. We were able to rate quote. Uh, I mean, you know, you if you entered information on one sheet, it flowed to like ten other sheets, and we could do it. I mean, it was amazing. So you didn't need crazy amount of technology to start. Um, so that was that was a win. Um, but but more recently, we've we've found a guy that's like a programmer, and the aha moment of automation, at least for us, is these forms that we've had. And I'm talking for the last five years. These forms have come in. People type them out. We would print them out and then hand input every single one. So anyone in automation is listening is like going, "Oh my god, how is it even possible?" And trust me, I think the same thing. Um, but we finally now have you know leads come in they automatically there's an api webhook whatever you call this stuff and it goes to a rating program we underwrite it anyway then blah 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 but it's sped up the process so much so that now we're thinking oh my gosh you know what other things can we do to make this process faster and that that's certainly been one of them
0: i feel like Voids is the like the continental in the john wick movies i don't know if you've seen them I feel like if that, if it was like a physical place, like that's what it would be. Like you just pass around gold coins and like, there's this set of unwritten rules and people may or may not be getting killed. I don't know. That's just kind of my vibe.
1: Yeah. Well, look, I think that for, for listeners out there, um, the one thing I wanted to sort of bring up, cause there's so many people that talk on your podcast that are helping. And I want to feel like I'm doing our part to help or reach out. And that, that's sort of the following is, um, that, Lloyd's is uh it's very mystical, um, but it's very simple. The the, the people, at Lloyd's, they they just want one thing. They want a profit. So when I we met with them, it wasn't so much as like I thought, why are you meeting with us? We're so tiny, we're so small. What do we, can we offer you? And they said, Well, you're an expert. And if you're an expert, we want experts. And you know, not necessarily just wholesalers that just pass. Push paper back and forth. Actually, people who know the product. Um, but but the point to the that I wanted to make to the to say other agents is we really found that as a backdoor to other lines of business. And what I mean by that is, you know, you can chase auto insurance all day long, and that's that's I think that's a no win game there. Um, but if you find quote unquote a niche, and we've heard it a thousand times, oh, if you just get a niche, and, you know, and everyone thinks, well, yeah, right. but how do you do that? Yeah. Well, we were lucky, and we we sort of found one. We became experts, and now the big push is backdooring into the home and auto, and that's really worked as opposed to, uh, I guess, what traditionally agents just go out trying to find home and auto. Um, we're finding better ways, and, and I think that's t- doable for anyone out there.
0: I think maybe, too, would you also say that you weren't picky as far as your niche? Did you let it kind of find you as well?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that, you know, the the true, I think if, you know, there's that saying where like, if you love something so much, it's not a job or something like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think I grew up saying I wanted to be a flood guy. That that was never really the thing. But, um, but what was the thing was the aha moment, kind of like when we finally help someone, it was very difficult. No one really understands it. It's, you know, how does it work? And there's FEMA and there's all these things. And when we put a little time in and found that we really helped someone that was like oh wait a second and of course i never really thought you know we're, we're in this niche now it wasn't until a few thousand polys in we say hey we actually created a niche and anyone can do this really anywhere um because i'm amazed by listening to people when i met at your conference uh, people that do all kinds of stuff that, you know, maybe in Southern California, it's foreign to us, you know, farm equipment and all this sort of thing. I mean, there's just so many ways that agents could could pick up these little niches and turn them around to to become experts. And I think that's really uh, where the future is headed today.
0: What do you think, I mean, has missed a lot about the flood insurance? And I mean, because, you know, most agents don't really have an appetite for it, but some maybe try to do it. Um, is this something that, you know, if, if you're not really, you know, like you said, you are more fo- focused on something else first, uh, uh, you know, what should that process be for that agent who maybe has a bunch of clients that might need it, but they don't necessarily maybe want to handle it themselves?
1: Well, that's a good question. So just sort of to be clear, um, we focus 100% of our time on high risk flood, only people who need it uh who are required to have it by the bank mm. so we are not looking for people in what they call the x zone you know it's like they just should have it because it's a good idea yeah uh, yeah we've just found that you know people get it because it starts raining they freak out they buy and then they want to cancel <laughs> so, um yeah. not not our market uh at all but for agents out there um I, I think the biggest thing that that they could do is like there's no there's not a lot of premium Right, So there's not a lot of commission. So it's not really worth their time. Yeah. And now we've failed it. So it is for us. But if I was an agent, you refer it out. You know, there's, uh, so there's a million people you can refer to and get the commission. But you're going to basically lock in the home and auto. And you better do it before someone else gets to them. Because as a package, they're just going to look at the whole package and say, well, we're saving you 800 bucks. And your client's happy and you're happy because you did less work.
0: yeah you know and that's the other thing too i think you know part of what you're talking about the niche whether it's flood or whether it's ever it's just saying you know what am i going to do what am i going to be that that guy in and be disciplined to let it go somewhere else when it does come your way
1: that's right well look everyone said always before you got to find you know what's the pain point you've heard that for years and years and i used to say oh blah 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 course but but it's true right it is true i mean there's a lot of different things out there that are people are confused if there's confusion if there's uncertainty if there's you know i'll say pain maybe it's a premium too those are all opportunities um i mean we've just started uh i just started a new one um we'll see how it goes but it's in the earthquake um realm and it's really the same thing i mean so it is pretty simple it's not an agent can, you know, you can get a, a website landing page, um, put up a few videos and put up a few ads. And and next thing you know, you're, I mean, you're the expert, right? <laughs> that's because your website says you are.
0: Well, yeah. But I mean, like you obviously, you, you have the ability to display knowledge that, you know, most don't have because you've done thousands upon thousands of policies. Um, so, I mean, there's that, right? You know, and and that's, I think that maybe part of the missed opportunity is, um, you know, people might, again, regardless of your expertise level, the fact that you're willing to be an expert on the internet for people in the most convenient,
1: you know, venue and time possible says a lot. I think, I think agents, you know, if, if you're looking to get into something and you want to be sort of an expert, but you, you do have to do the work. I mean, there's no question, you know, I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, thousands of hours that have gone into learning, you know, whatever it is. I mean, even today, there's a lot of agents and, you know, I see in the web boards and they, and they ask these questions of each other and a lot of people want to help. But some of that to me is like, come on, man, you've got to like open a policy up and read it once. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Where do you, where do you think maybe the biggest missed opportunity is just up up and down like that you see kind of across the industry?
1: In in like just say the whole P and C industry?
0: Just in general. I don't know. Wherever wherever your first thought came. There are no rules here, Aaron.
1: <laughs> um I think people just make assumptions. Yeah, I mean there's just a lot. It just seems daunting. I think it you know, people sometimes seem stressed out and it's like, Man, how can I I really want to be successful? Um, what is this? you know, in terms of like missed opportunities. I, I think that there's a lot of them in front of them, but you just gotta Commit, I think, to, you know, to, to getting into something that, that you enjoy or that you, it doesn't have to be something you enjoy, something that, again, it's a pain point, but you got to grab it and you got to put some time into it and and not, you know, I think hard work, man, always wins. That's at least, that's been my thing. Well, and,
0: you know, I'm curious to know what what helped her if somebody is you know sitting here thinking oh man I'm I'm a captive what am I doing with my life like I need to what's the what's the map how do I get out of here and, and somebody that has escaped captivity uh what would you say to somebody that is having similar thoughts
1: well i i think that from a captive side i think you know i don't know at some point there's there are some that uh, well look there's successful people in every what every captive right there's i mean people there's top people and yeah and they make good money and and so there's there's some people it's a good fit for i, I do think uh, depending on your size if you grow you could you can theoretically maybe outgrow the captive model um i'll just say politely that's what i think happened to us um i mean we were happy everything was good but but there is life on the other side um, having choice, I think is certainly important. No, no question about that. But um, I think, you know, people, they started a business at one point and they got some success, then they will still be successful, let's say on the other side.
0: If it wasn't flood, is there something else that kind of you were like dabbling with, like as like an idea, or is there something that you think, you know, like what's next? Like, where do you think, you know, you see the biggest
1: opportunity? Well, the so it's a good question. I I don't know, but but I'd say this. There are so many things yet to happen and and there's agents out there that are going to be the first ones to figure them out. Um I can tell you when um we had to go back to 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 London and we had to meet with these syndicates which is all of course is part, all these terms of, you know, tribalization and tribunalization and all these really cool crap, you know, words. And it's really not that, it's really not that, um, I think it's done on purpose to, to, to keep this dark cloud of mystery. But when you get through it at the bottom, at the end of the day, there is so many uh, different things out there that if agents just think, hey, if you have an idea, I mean, they can just pass the idea and say, hey, do you think this is, is viable? Um, I can tell you when we were there, we met with, you know, three or four different people, let's say like us, who had an idea, who were trying to, quote unquote, get in. And um, one specifically was a like a disability policy for for um, bicyclists um, mm-hmm. where, you know, super easy. You can buy a bike and maybe you get a hundred thousand dollar policy. Um it's something super simple. Again, you know, maybe it's something you can buy online. It's easy to buy, and easy to sell, easy to submit a policy. And um, you know, there's that was one. I mean, there's uh, oil tank, you know, tanks in the ground in Texas. Someone had something going on in Connecticut. I mean, different areas have different things. And if you have an idea and you quote unquote are an expert, there is a chance uh, for you to succeed. And on top of that, as I mentioned, you know, then there's also the, sorry about that. Hold on a sec, What is that? That is the phone. Oh,
0: that's
1: the phone yeah I apologize it's kind not of
0: like your CPAP machine was like alerting you or something like turn over on your side or
1: something. that's what I was trying to get rid of um, where were we be um, uh, you know and, and I think for again for agency nation or for for your purpose they, they go hand in hand because uh, certainly you could get one line of business um whatever that may be let's say again something that Lloyd's would write and there's people out there probably say, well okay great but you know what about the homemonopol yeah. Once you get the customer, there's all that other policy out out there. They need life, they need umbrella, they need whatever, and you can use then domestic companies um, because they already now trust you as the as the, you know, as their um,
0: yeah. So, yeah, uh, so I got two questions from that. The, the, the first thing that I'm curious about is this feels like something that could become distracting to somebody, you know, an agent thinking, oh man, I'm just going to create some insurance, right? I'm going to make my own insurance up, right? What do I want to insure? And where would you draw that line? Like going through that process, like where is it worth it? You know, when, when you have an idea, like how much scale do you need to have? Because again, writing a hundred thousand dollar policy on whatever you said, rental bikes or something, you know, that feels like people don't, they'll, they'll kind of misjudge or underestimate the scale necessary to make that work. What have you seen?
1: Um, do you say that people can get destroyed? Well, well, look, I can tell you what's pretty simple. Is um, I, I mean, we've been uh, once once we sort of gotten into the the Lloyd's world um, with one product. You know, now that we're we were trying to scale, right? We want to scale the business because we have computers, we have people, and what's the next what's the next thing for us? And so we've talked with our, our Lloyd's broker. And, um, Hey, what about, um, you know, another earthquake program or what about, they were talking about a program. This is how crazy it could be about, uh, basically let's say you get a homeowner and you give them a $5,000 deductible on their home and they save, I don't know, 2000 bucks or $1,500 on their homeowner policy. These guys would are saying, Hey, what about a a deductible of zero if they pay 400 a year? So they save, you know, 2000 from, travelers on their home policy and then they just give a little bit back and now they go from a five thousand deductible to zero. I mean, I don't know if that's gonna fly. I'm just saying those are little those are things that they're willing to look at. Interesting. And some agent may come up with something um that's doable, but you certainly can find out pretty pretty fast if it's viable. Hmm.
0: That's crazy. So going back to the home and auto, what have you found most successful, like what's working now? Or what are you thinking, like, again, to make that transition? Like how intentional do you need to be? Like, what, what are some of the things that is is making that extra business show up?
1: Well, I mean, one thing we've done, which is, again, this is not earth shattering. I think a lot of agents already do this, but uh, we've created these online forms and we people are coming to us look for flood insurance. And so, of course, the flood, the form is about flood, but at the bottom, we just, in the last, let's say six months said, hey, are you interested in a homework quote? We can save you a bunch of money or, you know, and, uh, or earthquake, you know, now's the time, the big one's coming. And these people check the box, yeah. And so when the quote comes in, then we have someone from that department reach out and amazingly, uh, we're, 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 you know, we're saying, hey, you're already here. Um, we're, we're gonna write this one policy. You, you like our service so far, how about we do it all? And amazingly, it's working really well. So the takeaway um, is, and I can even mention, again, uh, this earthquake, another niche I'm trying to get in, I did the same thing. And I'm sort of realizing that it's not really about the earthquake. It's just about that's an auxiliary policy. Some people have some questions about it, but we're really pushing on the back end is, hey, well, let's do the home and the earthquake together. And... um, And it's working is all I can say so far, but that's, that's a big learning thing we're doing now.
0: It's hard to argue with what works, man. Um, Before I get to the last question, Aaron, um, if an agent wants to reach out, connect with you, what's the best
1: place to do that? The best place is probably to send me an email. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, but uh, the email is my first name, Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at california flood insurance.com yeah and i would i would encourage um and we can just we would even be able to be a, a sounding board or to help but if any agent you know they have some idea and they think hey i'd love to do this with lloyd's how do i do it i'd be more than happy to uh to help discuss how that works and put them in touch with someone that might be able to help them
0: all right aaron last question going through this making up your own insurance policies and things like that and kind of seeing what's possible if you had the ability to just snap your fingers and, and and make something that you felt would be man this is a home run thing whatever it is outside of flood or but there's there's just something that's not quite there yet in terms of making it all come together what is that
1: thing? Are you specifically saying like the product what's the product?
0: again and there are no rules.
1: I forgot in the joy world, there's yeah. no rules. Um, I mean, there's that's a really good question. It probably takes some time and some thought, but but I can tell you this. I had a conversation in in when I was in London, and I said something to these guys. I said, Hey, what's the story with auto insurance? I know, you know, there's a lot of agents we write auto, we're getting worried about it. And 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 they're talking about um, at some point, of course, the cars are going to drive themselves and all that. But even before that, I mean, there's going to be things where you're just going to hop in the car and you're going to pay by the minute. And, you know, they said, well, the cars, you pay a six-month premium or a year premium. And how often is that car really on the road? Yeah. You don't need it that often. And then when you do. And so I think there's just the the, the technology is going to get better and better. But, but and I'm going into a weird tangent, but. I, I don't think agents should be worried about that. You know, we're going to be out there. There's going to be something new and something else. And people are, as long as we're, I guess, you know, educating people and we're an expert at something and they look to us for, for help, then we're always going to be viable. Um, I know maybe I didn't answer your question, but, but, um, but I think it's going to continue with home, um, any type of insurance. It's just going to get faster and easier and better. But we got to, I guess, be there for our customers when they need us.